because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting. When it comes to talent, Herman Munster is a complete washout. I'm just going to have to tell my little boy that his daddy is a great big stupid lox. (laughs) No, dear. You're a great big lovable lox. Pop, pop! Hey, pop! I just talked to my teacher again about talent night. Oh. uh, And you won't have to sing or dance or juggle or any of that corny stuff. Oh, good. Because I volunteered you for the best spot of all. I said you were the world's greatest magician. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Well, Herman The world's greatest magician And what do you have to say to that? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another amazing One-of-a-kind surprise Superlative title Mm. greatest magician episode ever of (laughs) the monster hunters the only show that dares to shun millions billions trillions an infinite number of hours of streaming content that's new and fun and exciting we say nay to that go go away you we're going to watch a 60 year old sitcom about a frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family my name is derek and i am a monster hunter Joining me, as he always does, at the monster-headed, monster-headed table of monsterism is the one and only Shundi-MC himself. Shundi-MC himself. Shundi-MC himself. Oh. Keith. <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to work out the kinks in my, my mouth there, too. I was having a hard time talking. Uh-huh. Shundi-MC himself. It's like a, a vocal warm-up, almost. Lion face, lemon face, lion face, lemon face. Shundi MC himself, Shundi MC himself. That is me. I'm KG, Shundi MC, Monster Hunter Extraordinaire. And across that table. Way, way across. Table keeps getting bigger. The table Mm -hmm. has grown. Mm -hmm. I put the leaf in for Thanksgiving. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. (laughs) Is uh, the original pilgrim himself. (laughs) Master of disaster. The Dr. Dre of Kansas. Terry. Hello. Yes, that's me. Hello there, Pilgrim, as they say. Um, uh, I am the Munster Magnificent himself. Magnificent. Whoa, magnific- How do you say that? Mm, I'm trying to make it sound fancy. Ooh, la, la. And, I, and I failed. But it's me. And I'm here. And I'm a Munster hunter. Trey BN. Trey BN. Oh, boy. Gents, we're here. We yeah, are. at the table. It's a magical day. It's bit, we had a bit of a break there, sicknesses and whatnots. And mm-hmm. Feels like it's been months since we recorded. <laughs> we're back for season yeah. one, episode 34 of The Monsters, Monster the Magnificent. But before we talk about that, before we get into anything good, uh, well, I mean, this is good stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, let's get all the bad stuff out first. Let's let's. In with the good air, out with the bad air. Let's. This mm-hmm. is the bad air. How are you guys doing? I'm oh, good, man. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. You know. Well, yeah. It's. Uh, I feel like we've been. There's like a curse. Like a magical spell has been put on us for 
time has slowed and it, it feels like it's, feel like it does feel like it's been years we've been doing this show ever since that mummy was an earth uh <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the fourth or whatever Imahotep, yes <laughs> they never should open that tomb i was at the <laughs> gates yelling at him no don't <laughs> no. stop <laughs> yep and oh. the curse came out they're getting close uh they're getting close to the end Ooh, uh let's not let them get an episode out for a week <laughs> we're trapped like in a bottle can't move forward. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be like kids playing with marbles, and then it's going to like zoom in and it's going to see like just three podcasters sitting at a monster headed table. <laughs> We've just been there this whole time. <laughs> yep. And then you zoom into the wood grain of the table and just three more podcasters <laughs> talking about monsters. Like, yes. oh no. Uh, just mm-hmm. infinite universes of yep. three podcasters talk about the monsters and it zooms in and there's for some reason one's talking about like the fall guy or something weird like <laughs> yes. that yeah there's another ones that are talking about pizza pizza <laughs> <laughs> that's the universe i want to be in yeah i think we need to do that uh we need to find that universe um uh, but before we can find that universe we gotta do something else we gotta light a candle Shuffle down this stone hallway through the cobwebs, low-hanging fruit, the Twizzlers, the rat shit. Oh, boy, I, I feel like there's something else in this hallway, but I just don't know what it is. It's been so long since we shuffled Movie to down book there. translations. <clears throat> well, we haven't gotten there yet because oh, I opened up the creaky eight. You're right. You're right. Into the cathedral of ah. uh, whatever this is. There's the ghosts. <laughs> Naming now, rights are still available, folks. Here's the thing. There's about six ghosts in here and about 15 angry men. Oh no, we've been gone oh. for a week. You're right. We haven't oh. been here. The ghost Ooh. stood that, still for that too long. That fan system didn't work uh, the way we planned it to. No, <sighs> but Man. luckily, luckily for me, uh, I have. Let me flip the switch and open up the full floor trap door. Oh, good. They had just all fell down into the crocodile pit. Oh yeah, well. As I guess I won't need this gun anymore. No. Now there's more ghosts here again. <laughs> yes. Very nice. As we wait for the floor to close back up, let's shimmy around the perimeter across the wall. There's we got a, a three-inch ledge to work our way over to yep. the bookshelf. Let that be a lesson to all you six ghosts. Um, <laughs> yes. This is what happens. Yeah, you don't want to meet the crocodiles. Yeah, don't don't look down. It's not a good-looking scene down yeah. there. It, it, well, it's a big stone floor, so it opens very quickly, closes mm-hmm. very slowly. So, and while that closes, mm. let's work our way over to the stairs so we can get up there. Uh, I'm thinking oh. of a, a, a slow opening trap door. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you plenty of time to get away. Well, mm. I mean, it's big and heavy, so it would definitely open faster than a normal trap door. Right? I thought it was That's weird awesome. you wanted to put that in, but man, it's certainly paid off. It week. just paid off now. Yeah, yeah saved mm-hmm. us. Saved us. 15 Oof. angry yeah. former ghosts. And I think one is a widow now. Is that's all I know? Sorry, guy. <laughs> Whatever your name was, I already forgot your name. It's been weeks. Wow. Uh, get the book. Pass the movie to book translations. Indiana Jones is coming in some leavings. Mm-hmm. Uh, pull this off this, the big dusty leather bound tome. <sighs> Open it up. Drop to an eight. <clears> Present <throat> to Keith, altar boy to priest style for the Monster Hunters Almanac Ted Tit Bit Factoid Fact Shit Sheet Psalm of the Week. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's flip the book open here to uh, Kitty, hmm. uh, book nineteen. Kitty book nineteen, chapter eighty nine. Whatever could this mean? Chapters in the Kitty book. Huh. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, back in April of nineteen eighty nine, Paramount Pictures put out a movie called Pet Cemetery. 
Mm, starring yes. our very own Fred Gwynn uh, mm-hmm. in, in one of the, the main characters as uh, Judd Crandall. And uh, yeah, Crandall. I, I, I was look I was looking at, uh, you know, all the different characters and trying to find, you know, other things that they had been in and, and, you know, cause we've, we focused in on a lot of the universal uh, things. Mm-hmm. We've looked at stuff that Grandpa's done uh, before. And as I went around, I like, I really didn't like, uh Yvonne DiCarlo didn't have a lot of things that seemed like not monster monster related but like monster adjacent like a horror film like this um and so this one seemed to stick out and I was like all right we'll go ahead and and, and go with uh talking about uh Pet Cemetery here in the Almanac this week nice. I like um, Pet Cemetery I always liked this movie I just uh, watched it like uh for Halloween a few weeks ago so oh did yeah. you enjoy it yeah, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, this is one of the first horror movies I ever saw back as a young wee lad. Yeah, so. I think same for me too. This in Salem's Lot. I'm sorry. I've I've probably seen it, but I can't remember the last time that I actually did see it. So I think I was about 13 or 14 when I saw it. Uh, That'd be about right. I mean, freshman year of high school. Yeah, maybe even earlier. Or well, actually, uh, probably end of end of grade school, right before high school. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and I. I on the other show that I do, I've been spending a lot of time in 1989. So it's kind of fitting that we end up here. Uh, the taglines for this movie, iconic terror from the number one best-selling writer. Get around to that a little bit more. Don't forget to put out the cat before the cat puts you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a magical place where a child's best friend can come back and live forever as an adult's worst nightmare. Oh. And if it works for animals, what is that? Um, wow, wait, is that a tagline? Just if it worked for animals, that was part of the other, the whole magical place one. Is it supposed uh, to be read the way that you just said it? If it works for animals, is it like dot dot? Yes, dot? yeah, yeah, there's a dot 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 after it, yeah. Hmm. Um, a pet isn't just for life, and the it's one that death, and the one that I always uh remember is sometimes dead is better. Yes, that's what the yeah, what's his face says, sometimes dead is better. Which I always thought was like their main tagline uh, for it. They had a budget of $11.5 million. It was the number one movie for the first two weeks of release on the way to $57.5 million. Uh, adjusting for inflation to be about $132 million now. Dang, Puts bad. it in on the all-time box office for horror at 83. Wow. That's actually low. That's, I mean, I guess that's pretty good in the grand scheme of horror movies. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, it, in 1989, it was the number 23 movie overall. Uh, that year was dominated, obviously, by Batman, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade. Those were the top two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lethal Weapon 2 came in at number three. We did have some other sequels, Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters 2. Uh, but we also had Look Who's Talking. <laughs> mm. That was number four. And then Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was number five. And then uh, the uh, the Back to the Future and Ghostbuster sequels, Little Mermaid, Driving Miss Daisy, and Parenthood that rounded out the top ten. And since it's basically right around December, Christmas Vacation came out at fifteenth that year. Wait, nice. this movie came out in December. You said no, this came out in April. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, uh, just mm-hmm. overall years. Okay, okay. For some reason, I was matching it. Yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Christmas are, released. <laughs> no, no, this is the those were the the ten top ten movies of nineteen eighty nine. I see. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Uh, this movie is directed by Mary Lambert. Uh, she is uh, pretty much a music video director. Uh, Pet Cemetery was actually her second feature film that she did. 
Uh, she's a lot of stuff from Madonna in the early 80s. Um, in fact, if you like, if you're looking at her IMDb, it's just music video, music video, music video. Uh, she's done a little bit of TV more recently. Um, uh, episode of Law and Order earlier this year. She did also direct Pet Cemetery 2. And then right around the same time, she did an episode of one episode of Tales from the Crypt. So I don't know if that was like, oh, you're doing horror stuff now. So here, come and do an episode of our show also. Mm-hmm. Um, George A. Romero was originally set to direct, uh, mm-hmm. but filming was delayed. So he had to drop out. Lambert stepped in and then Romero went on to direct uh, Monkey Shines in 1988. Another Which, Stephen King movie. Yeah. Movie. Mm-hmm. Is it? Speak, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of Stephen King, this uh, he's the credit is the writer for this, both the book and the screenplay first film screenplay that he ever adapted from his own novels. Uh, he has mentioned uh, before. This is the only novel he wrote that really scared him. It is a pretty scary. Uh, the book is really good. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty creepy. Hmm. And apparently he wasn't going to do anything with this when he wrote it, but then his wife found it like, you know, sitting in a, like a pile <laughs> of stuff and she read through it. She's like, um, you need to get this published. Hey, He's yeah. gonna throw it out. Uh, no, I I think he just had it set aside. Like he just was like, ah, I, I wrote this. I'm not sure what to do about it. Um, in uh, the novel, I and I don't think they do. You guys, I again because I haven't seen this in a while. Um, Terry, maybe you can let me know if they do this in the movie as well. But apparently, in the novel, uh, Judd mentions uh, that a dog went wild in a nearby town and killed several people, um, referencing uh, all the events of Cujo from 1983. Hmm. oh yeah i don't mm-hmm. remember him saying that in the movie but yeah. uh, maybe he did i don't know mm-hmm. uh this was uh pretty much shot excuse me all in uh in maine in the bangor Maine area stephen king was present on location for most of the shooting of the film and i guess he was very much like you have to follow my script like mm. you can't, he was very um uh very rigid about that uh that you had to follow exactly what he wrote out and i guess you know, if you're making sure that translates exactly from what you wrote mm. um, overall. <clears throat> yeah. Book to movie translations. Oh man. Oh yeah. Work like those. Mm. Yeah. This was, yeah. Now uh, through her work in the music industry, Mary Lambert, um, she was friends with the Ramones and apparently that's Stephen King's favorite band or one of them. And so yeah. she got them to record a song. They read to write, perform pet cemetery, which is featuring during the closing credits. Ah, nice. That is a good song. I like that song. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, again, she dealt with uh, a lot of music videos. She wasn't fully experienced in directing, uh, you know, full movies, including uh, apparently directing cats because they said that one of the hardest things to do was getting the cat to eat the pork chop during. The movie. Oh, I thought when you said cats, I was thinking oh, movie. Yeah, oh. I was thinking yeah, that musical <laughs> yeah. thing. Play, the musical, like, oh my yeah. god! Directing cats would that. be tough, and then directing mm-hmm. cats would be tough as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine burying one of the cats from Cats in the Pet Cemetery, and then oh, <laughs> what was that? Uh, well, what's the one? Uh, Rum Tum Tugger. Is that his name, Mister Bojangles. Uh, I can't remember what the cat's name is. Not really. Nice. I don't know. All I know is it made me laugh, made me cry. I love yeah. the morning. It's better than Disney World. Yeah, it's a, and it's at the Schuster Theater in Chicago all the time. Yeah, Th- this is going to predate Terry a little bit. No, really? We're going to do that again? When Cats was (laughs) such a huge thing, 
they used to have these commercials on TV mm-hmm. where they would talk to people that had just seen cats. And it was like one of those Keith just did it. It made me laugh, made me cry. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And then they get this kid. It's better than Disney World. I'm like, bullshit. I've been <laughs> to Disney World. And Disney World's pretty cool. No way cats is better than that. <laughs> no way. Wow. You know, yeah, I think I cats, had a... oh. But no. I don't know what the actual... Uh... I don't know what the actual quote though, Derek, that the one that I have is some, somebody else uses it somewhere else. And maybe it's just in a spoof somewhere where they're like, it made me laugh. It made me cry. I loved it more than cats. Oh, and I don't know what that's from, but that I always remember that. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You have I a VHS remember. of this, Terry? I, no, well, I remember I had to like a VHS in one of the trailers at the beginning was of like the cat stage play. I mean, they must have like filmed it or something. Um, and it was just like, I was just so baffled by it every time I'd see it. Like, what is this thing? Like, cat people in full body cat makeup just running around like throughout the crowd. Mm-hmm. It looked very strange. It, yeah, I don't know. Such a it's just such a weird musical. I don't really know anything about it <clears> besides <throat> the cats roam and dance and sing. But you know, yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, I don't have any intention of ever seeing it. So even the movie that they did, I definitely don't have any intention of seeing that. Oh, the new one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'll pass on that. I'm <clears throat> uh, just going to cover a couple of the people that were in this. Uh, Dale Midkiff plays Lewis Creed. Um, I looked through his IMDb. I, nothing really stuck out at all to me for anything else that he's done. Um, Denise Crosby plays his wife, Rachel Creed, in this. And outside of this, looks like she's probably most known for um, in, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. She's got about 31 uh episodes of that and oh, then nice. of course uh the the main reason we're tying this back to the monsters fred Gwynn playing uh judd crandall in this mm-hmm. uh apparently bruce campbell was the first choice for the role of lewis creed really i would love to see that you know and uh mary lambert said that fred Gwynn was her first and only choice for the role of judd crandall hmm. i mean it's a good choice he does a good job yeah, he had to continue to dye his hair white on a regular basis for this role because his hair was always uh, very uh, dark black at the time. Hmm. And uh, I guess he's been quoted as saying uh, he put on this character like a pair of overalls. So he, he really got into this uh, character overall. One leg at a time, and then mm-hmm. just like everyone else. Yeah. Um, since cats are difficult to train, uh, both in the stage show and in this <laughs> film. <laughs> film crew yes. ended up using nine different cats uh there's a jumper a snarler a cuddler no Whoa. cats were harmed during the filming there that cat did scare me as a kid that was the scariest part to me was that cat just like his eyes like glowing yellow mm-hmm. in the dark oh god yeah this whole the, the whole concept of this like you know stumbling across like a pet cemetery in the first place like and then knowing that maybe it could bring things bad that, that just that whole idea is just wrong like i have more problems with like oh let's bury a a you know the little cat that got run over and it can come back i have more problem with that than like burying a human and having it come back I, that's, <laughs> uh, just some just a little extra creepiness uh there to it um and the final like thing that kind of stood out to me here uh for this though is that uh there's a tree that the young girl is swinging on um, after they first arrive in their new home and apparently it made such an impression like uh, in the thing that they were the place where this is a private residence where the house was at um made such an impression on mary lambert and stephen king 
that they got it dug up from the field where they spotted it and then replanted it in the front of the house. So they like saw it someplace and they're like, man, look at that tree. So they uprooted uh, it and just planted it in the on yeah. set. Because mm-hmm. uh, apparently they had searched all summer for a perfect house with a tree and they never found it. So this was a compromise. It's like, uh, hey, folks, do you mind if we plant this tree in your yard? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you just uh, uproot it and move it back when you're done. I guess. No, nah, well, I mean, I guess I would be like, look, we're going to keep that here because it was part of that movie. And suddenly it all becomes clear why this is in the book of Kitty. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it all ties back. Masterfully done, Keith. Masterfully done. <laughs> yeah. Masterfully done. Oh, like, a, like one of the loom tenders in the movie. Was that what it? Yeah. Yes. One mm-hmm. of the fortune telling loom weavers. <laughs> Keith mm-hmm. slams the book and it's the starter's pistol. Mm-hmm. We're off. We're up and running uh, up the however many stone steps it is. 526,000 maybe. I don't remember. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into the kitchen. Where hold, the on, staff... I'll be, I'll be, hold on. One, you got a dumbwaiter? Four Keith? or five. No, I'm just oh, making count? sure it's all ghosts. I'm making sure there's no oh, humans still gotcha. that they all fell They're in. Count all the steps. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I never count the steps. Otherwise, I get tired halfway up. Um, no. Okay. All right. I'll go. So let's go. Okay. Cool. We're in the kitchen. The staff is preparing. Uh, hello. Our post- hello. 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 Hey, guys. Uh, they're preparing our post-recording meal. Oh, so uh, classic excited. prime rib and mashed potatoes that we have yep. every, oh, every time every time record. Yeah, and they better make those potatoes Wait just right. Yeah, they didn't do anything special for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's a it's a prime duckin. It's a prime <laughs> stuff gotcha. with a duck stuff yeah. with a chicken. Oh, that sounds. I'll eat it. Yep. Um. They, yeah. They bored a hole into the prime ribs so they could slam <laughs> the duck in there. Yeah, and they just like, yeah, threw the duck in a blender and then they just squeezed like, <laughs> <laughs> it in. Mm-hmm. Bones just and how all. we like it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, that would explain the ghost of the duck I saw walking around <laughs> down there. Yep. <laughs> Out the back door, down the stone steps, watch between the 12th and 14th step, I think it is. There's a crack um, over the lollipop bridge does that happen now but we're there uh below the lollipop bridge the lollipop guild still dead Uh, (laughs) maybe not maybe not Uh, those are just scavengers they come into yeah see what's left (laughs) corpse (laughs) uh yep they're looting oh no i forgot to tell you guys uh, i found a pet cemetery out back here and uh, oh there you go you buried Um, all the lollipop guild (laughs) no just the ones that we ran out of room underneath the bridge oh Oh, gotcha yeah yeah well open up this creaky gate Eh, thanks dave champa for failing to grease that force um out to the dock where our unguarded ship awaits (laughs) oh yes hop on board we're gonna take this thing out three miles into international waters because Captain Terry is going to take us deep, deep to the gates of hell for another skooma. So this episode was directed by Norman Abbott. You know the that mm-hmm. our old friend Norm. He's floating mm-hmm. around still. Um, Norm. Yep. <laughs> he's waving. He's very happy to see us as always. 
It's been a while since we talked about him. The last episode that we watched that he directed was with a Martian hangs up. Answer it. Oh boy, that was Norm Abbott. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. I feel like. Yeah, that was like. That was like in 2021, right? (laughs) (laughs) Feels like it. Yeah, Herman got really into ham radio, and he thinks he makes first contact with Mars or something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. classic. And we actually still have a few episodes of his left. Um, he's done 12 Musters episodes total. Uh, we've already talked about him a bunch, so I'm not going to go too deep. But uh, he also did a couple episodes of Munsters today. So even when we get done with the Munsters, we still have another couple chances to talk. Oh, my goodness. I can, can't wait. Yes, I know. It's, it's going to be great. Um, he also did a few episodes of the, the new Leave it to Beaver in the 80s. So hmm, there's a connection there. Although I don't think that's enough to like, count him as like the beaver squad member you know hmm. mm-hmm. he did the reboots that's kind of lame but they did a new leave with the beaver good lord mm-hmm. yep yep in the 80s so we'll, we'll mm. take a look at the application maybe he can just you know hang out by the skooma and guard it for now and then maybe we'll let him into the beaver squad eventually but <laughs> yeah um so this episode was written by james allardyce and tom adair we haven't talked about these guys either for a while. Uh, the last episode we had of theirs was Movie Star Monster. I guess it hasn't been that long, has it? That one, that one was fairly recent, but fairly it feels, recent. Yeah, feels like it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, that was one of the better episodes we've done. I think uh, I yeah. really like that episode. Now these are the guys. One's a jazz musician, right? And then yes, yes, yeah. One's a musician, and one's like he went to school for like playwriting or something like that. So I, I've always kind of liked these guys just because I like their like. Dude, this just seems like a strange dynamic that one's like just a jazz musician and he writes with them. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I picture um, that like they get together and the one guy's like, "All right, let let me put on something for you." And he like he just starts playing like some <laughs> jazz thing that he's just put together. Oh yeah. Um, and then the other guy's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, there we go." All right, and just starts writing like, or just like he gets writer's him. block. He just you know starts mm-hmm. getting some jazz going. And he's like, "Oh, yeah. yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah." I bet you that's how it went. Yeah. I, I mean, how else would it go? I don't know. Surely not. He's, he writes, he does not write with the pen. He writes with the sax. Uh, so <laughs> we don't have many more of these guys' episodes to go in this season, but uh, in season, actually, I don't think we have any left for them, but season two, they will return. So we have that to look forward to. I think IMDb has updated their website because while I was looking this time, like things kind of shifted around, they look a little different. But I found something new for Tom Adair. Uh, he's got a website listed. So oh. I click, of course, I clicked the link. I was like, really? Okay. And it takes you to a page mm. on the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Tom Adair. I thought you were going to say you download a virus. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it takes you to the, the hardest core porn site you've ever <laughs> yes. seen in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm, my computer exploded. And now <laughs> yeah. I'm recording this on my phone. <laughs> But uh, yeah, apparently Tom Adair, he wrote some Frank, Frank Sinatra hits. He did Let's Get Away From It All, Everything Happens to Me, and The Night We Called It A Day. Hmm. So yeah, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. And he also is a native of Kansas. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good to know. Um, so maybe yeah, maybe he's like the Dr. Dre of Kansas, you know, or maybe the the OG Dr. Dre of Kansas. Yeah, the OG. Yeah. yeah, and then behind his dying wishes, of course, he passed the title on to me. He's like the um, Sugar Hill Gang of Kansas. just the one man yeah he went to a barbecue and Mm -hmm. they they had something he just didn't like i can't remember all the words (laughs) have you ever Mm -hmm. gone to a friend's house and they had food that you just Mm -hmm. anyway go on terry sorry Sorry. yeah no uh 
He wasn't hmm. inducted to this Hall of Fame until 2010, which seems weird. I guess maybe this is hmm. like a new thing. I don't know. So we have a guest star for this episode. It was David Ketchum as the master of ceremonies for this, oh, okay. the MC himself. Is is that his how he's listed and not like principal or something like that? No, yeah, he's the master of ceremonies. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got a uh, 54 acting credits on IMDb, but he's not just an actor. He also has 44 mm. writing credits. So he's a jack of all trades. He had a reoccurring role in the uh, Get Smart TV show as Agent 13 for 14 episodes, ironically. Mm. Too bad they couldn't have made that 13 episodes. Uh, He also (laughs) voiced what I'm sure is a very cool character, really iconic. It's a Disney animated short uh, called Harold and His Amazing Green Plants. Uh, He plays a talking broccoli. Oh. Yeah. uh, It's kind of a weird short. It was only eight minutes, so of course I just watched the whole thing. Is it the same Uh, thing as Harold and His Purple Crayon? Oh, is there like a Mm. series of these Harold things? Well, they were like books. Harold grows up and he's... What was it called? Harold and, well, Harold and his purple crayon is the is the kids book, yeah. Yeah. So this what was Harold this and his amazing green plants? It was narrated like it was a story. Like there was a narrator going, Harold thought this, and then Harold would say something out loud. Nope, different Harold. So much for the Harold verse, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's kind of a weird <laughs> short. Uh, he he lives in a uh, apartment complex where like everybody's got pets apparently. Um, and Harold of course has his own pet, but instead of like an animal, he has a pet seed. Which he mm. seems very happy to have the seed. Oh he walks it around outside. He uh, he teaches it how to stay, mm-hmm. which you know is pretty easy to do. But Harold seems very smug and proud that he could do that. Uh, but one day, there's a mysterious knocking at the door, <laughs> and Harold's like, "Hmm, I didn't remember expecting any company today." And suddenly, three talking plants come barging in, just like talking up a storm. Like you know, it's like they own the place. Uh, there's a tomato who's like the leader of the crew. And then there's this broccoli and there's an eggplant. Um, oh, it's not like the ghost of Garden Past. The- <laughs> <laughs> okay. What have you done to us? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, I am the tomato of uh, apartment future. This is what will happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they immediately tell him he's not doing great with his pet. Uh, they want him to get his seed to actually grow, not just like carry it around in a wagon and whatnot. So... They go into a lot of detail about what's inside the seed. You know, it's an embryo of a plant. Um, you know, the plants are like, all. This is like an educational. Yes. Video? It suddenly becomes a very like, clear. Yeah. They go into like the science of all this. Plants are all very excited about how this. Yeah. It's an embryo. We all remember when we were seeds back in the day. Oh, better times, better times. Uh, <laughs> Harold, he seems he seems confused because he can't actually see the embryo because, you know, it's like inside a seed. The tomato then shrinks him down and to be small enough to like and teleport him inside the seed. And Harold's like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But uh, he doesn't really understand like how to get out, like what's with the shell and everything. They go on to explain how seeds work. They grow by getting water, you know, getting planted, sunlight. Um, and then it goes on about like photosynthesis, blah, 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 uh, which the broccoli and the eggplant seem very confused by photosynthesis. They don't understand, which is weird. Um, but Harold, he gets shot out of the seed when the plant starts to sprout. Uh, and it's hmm. weird how excited the plants get because Harold's like, they start like talking about, you know, even the fruits you eat or they have seeds in them and blah. And Harold's like, oh, yeah, you eat all sorts of fruit. And all the plants are like, yeah, yeah, we love, we're fruits too. It's like, oh, you hmm. guys are getting weirdly excited about <laughs> eating fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. uh, the short ends with, uh, you know, Harold, he's got a bunch of pet plants now. 
And he's like, I'd never trade this for anything. And the ending is amazing. I actually really like the ending of this. So there's another mysterious knock at the door. And Harold's like, hmm, that's weird. I don't remember expecting company. Uh, and so he opens the door. And there's a cat juggling like balls. And there's like circus music playing. And he's got this big grin on his face. He looks so happy. And Harold just like pauses, stares at the cat and goes, uh-uh. And he slams the door. Hmm. And I was like, what? And then it's like, the narrator says, Harold wouldn't trade his new plans for anything. Mm. Like, what? I don't think the cat was like expecting him like an ultimatum, you know, like it's me or the plants. <laughs> he just showed up and was juggling. Like, I don't know. And they had the, he looked so happy. I can't emphasize how happy this cat looked. Um, and, you know, I know all I know is, yeah, if a cat comes knocking at my door and he's juggling and there's circus music playing, that thing's coming inside. That thing's awesome. So. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as you go to show somebody else, it's just going to sit there and be like, mm, the ultimate curse. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm going to be taken to the institution again and all this stuff. So, uh, he's also got some writing credits. I'll just go ahead and go into this as well. Uh, he's got 17, uh, credits on a show called the funky phantom. Uh, so this is a classic Hanna-Barbera cartoon. It's about teenagers and their weird dog that find a ghost. Uh, and it happens to be a patriot from back in the American Revolution. Wow. Yeah, which is okay, sure. And he and he's funky. He's funky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, of course, you know, traveled the land fighting injustices, battling discrimination. At least that's what the <laughs> description says. Uh, I was expecting them to solve mysteries, but maybe it's like more of a social justice thing, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IMDb intro, uh, it has the intro on there. So, I, of course, I watched that. And it's pretty weird. The teenagers are lost. It's raining. So they take shelter in an abandoned castle. They notice the clock is set to the wrong time. So they set it to 12 o'clock. And of course, it summons a spectral being and it's ghost cat as well. Of course. Yeah. And they come flying out. They're going, ooh, ooh," you know, all creepy like. And instead of the teenagers like freaking out or being shocked, kids just all like, hooray, it's the funky phantom. And uh, the ghost corrects him. He's like, it's the spirit of 1776, even. And it's like, oh, okay. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, they seem to become pretty good friends pretty quickly. And they're going on a car ride. They like stand up against like a weird swamp monster. There's a weird pirate guy. Uh, and then the ghost seems to have embraced his name. He announces that he is. It's funky phantom time, he says. And uh, everybody makes a ghost noises after that. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I don't really know what to make of this show. It's really weird. There's only 17 yeah. episodes. It's the funky ghost, phantom time. Yeah, the ghost doesn't really like sound like he's from the 1700s. I thought like my impression is pretty like how he talks. Hey, everybody. It's me, the funky phantom. It's like, what? It's like, it's not like George Washington <laughs> talked back in the day. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys summoned me from the revolutionary war. <laughs> yes. Mm. Thank you for saving me from the horrible bloodshed. I've lived years and years. <laughs> Now let's get funky. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, those shows are mm. weird. He wrote all seventeen mm. episodes though, so hey, you know that's and sure he- Harold closes the door on them too. Close the door on that. So we will slowly start to rise back to the surface, oh, nice and slow. Taking slow. It easy. Uh, I'm gonna stretch. I'm gonna recline back in my seat. You know, the monster bins aren't gonna hit me this time. I'm just relaxing here. I I will have edited it out, but that giant boom that rattled the skooma 
was a sonic boom created by me cutting through the water. <laughs> wow. Blasting into the stratosphere. And then I That's parachuted good. back down before I thought maybe I thought maybe uh the way the Dark Lord had gotten us. <laughs> the Dark Lord Voldemort is uh mm, well, he's definitely he down there. Not be named. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Keith, nope. yeah, you made a mistake there saying his name. He doesn't fear me at all. I didn't say his name, Derek says. Oh, I'll oh. say it all day. I'm not afraid of that. You're right. Well, Derek can move at subsonic speeds. He has no reason yes, to be scared. Exactly. Oh. Man can't catch me. You're right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I blast out of the water, shot up into the stratosphere, parachuted down. Uh, I've landed on the beach safely, waiting for you two fine gentlemen to come back mm-hmm. so we can talk about season one, episode 34 of the Monsters, Monster the Magnificent. Yes. You guys ever wonder how the schooma ends up back at at the dock when we just park it here next to the beach every time? It's <laughs> tethered. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have to keep uh, a rope on it so that somebody yes. can pull us back up every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Monster the Magnificent. Originally aired on May 13th, 1965. Uh, the description that I got was Eddie volunteers to have Herman perform in a school talent show. Mm, okay. This, this is a great premise. I'm already excited. <clears throat> great premise. Yep. 7.5 on IMDb. So it's not one of the higher rated episodes that we've been going through, but 7.5. That's, that's no slouch. Yeah. It's admirable. Mm-hmm. Sure. And this episode starts with a title card. It's it's mm. back again. <laughs> yep. um, it was back last week, I think, and then a hiatus the week before. It's just it's so it's hit or miss with the title card. But this episode does start with dinner, and there's like this uh, silver dome. Marilyn lifts it up, and there's a flaming two-tailed fish in this. Uh, yeah. What is up with them in this two? Like they did that with like a. The pig. two-headed pig at one time and like yes. this is like it's very weird that they would serve these things up this way i'm assuming they didn't just find it that way but who knows well, i'm assuming yeah. they did find it that way uh but the props department they're all over this they have a fish and then they had another fish and they cut <laughs> off the heads and then they fused them together oh yeah not the heads but the style. tails yep. just and then the tails they lit them on fire <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why the flames yeah. are a part of this. It's kind of weird. But when and was it was it a thing where like like uh when she lifted it up, whatever sparked the quick little flame or yeah. Um, because that I mean that was a nice little trick. Yeah, it was. And Herman stoked. I've had no other family on the block is having a meal like this tonight. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we can eat, hold up. We can't touch a fork, a knife, uh, any serving utensil. Eddie's gotta tell us about school. Oh, like they can't do that while they're eating <laughs> anyway blah 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 talent night blah 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 school gym and then if you have someone in your family that is talented you should volunteer them so eddie chose the most talented person in the family <laughs> and volunteered them grandpa immediate starts taking credit oh what do you have me do mm-hmm. uh, my burlesque routine excited. whatever he's got stuff <laughs> the burlesque routine would be funny uh, he's starting to take, he's starting to make arrangements, but no, 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 slow down, old man. Eddie volunteered Herman and everyone at the table, except for Eddie <laughs> and including Herman is yeah, like, yes. why Herman? <laughs> Herman seems confused. Yeah. Yes. I have he's, no talent. What are you doing? It seems yeah. weird. Cause he is a showman. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like he should be pumped about this. He has done 
many a thing that I would say is talented. Mm-hmm. But, and I mean, at the science show, remember he's dancing around on stage, going mm-hmm. nuts. Like, yeah. I mean, he could, yeah, he could, uh, you know, hit baseballs. He, he could. could kick a football. He could uh, lift redwoods straight out the ground and yep. balance them around. Uh, bend steel. As, <laughs> yes. He just go yeah. up on stage and go, just bend yeah. steel into pretzels. He'd go up there I mean, and just like, you know, reveal his appearance to the world and they could like all be shocked and run off. Yeah. You think that'd be enough. Could what talk a into a ham radio for a while. Yeah. <laughs> or we've seen him sing. He's saying he's played the he organ. Loves singing. Yeah. He, he had a whole a whole episode where he had dance lessons. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. You're totally right. He can hmm. be doing all sorts of things, but nah, he's shocked. He could be a master of disguise. He can go up there and do impersonations. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, he could. Yeah. You know, he picked the wrong one to, to reveal all that. Mm. Yes. So anyway, everyone is shocked, including Herman. And then we get the banger. It's a very good size cold open. Yes, yeah, I would say it is very quick, very straight to the point. Yes, um, one of our best. We we find out what the idea of the the thing of you know Eddie's got that. We find out that he wants Herman. We know that Grandpa is going to be like petty throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, all nicely wrapped up, all nice in, in one little okay. ready to go. Yeah, we get it all right there. Wham! Who bam, do you think? Thank, it, thank you. Who man. do you think's the most talented of the monsters, though? Like for real. I don't know. It's a good question. I actually do think it might be Grandpa. You know, I think he's like got the magic. He's got the the potions. He's got the potions, transforming magic, powers. Transformation. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen Lily like do some sewing. I don't really know what else her hobbies are. Um, Lily can. She plays the harp. harp. She's she good at harp. harp. Yeah. She's actually she is, really yeah. good at singing at the harp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She might be the most talented. Now that I think about it. Mm. I mean, if the the talent doesn't actually have to be super good. Then yeah, Grandpa's. All there, yeah. He would definitely mess it up, yeah, yeah. And Grandpa's talent very uneven. Some days it works, some days it does not. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what Mm -hmm. the plot needs. So we have a banger, same old banger. Amazon gave me the option to skip the intro this time, which I think is the first time it's ever done that. I said, (laughs) "Why would I dare do such a thing?" (laughs) Yeah, you might you might catch on to something new. Like you never know. No way, I can't skip this. It's, well, it's only 30 seconds. It's like the best 30 seconds of the show. <laughs> we come back from the banger. Herman walks in singing to himself, and he's reading some sheet music. Grandpa gives him the side eye. He's sitting there reading the paper. Oh, yeah. Herman sits down at the organ, starts plays a note, and sings terribly off key. All kinds of shit comes out of the organ. It's like, oh, this is going to be one of those episodes where we spend a lot of time doing stuff. <laughs> yes i hadn't thought about it until we just kind of were discussing it now but like we get that whole ham radio eye episode where herman's got a very lovely singing voice yes mm-hmm. why does he sound like somebody's like killing a cat when he's trying to sing at this point i don't know yeah is all the extra dust coming out of the thing is making it hard for him to sing i don't <laughs> know he's getting into his lungs yeah yeah you know we've seen him play play the organ horribly too and this time it's actually not bad so yeah. i don't really know it's, yeah, it starts out rough it's like mm-hmm. plays a, a note it's weird like you'd play like one key on the organ it sounds that flat and off right yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it's like like okay that sounds like the organ's problem mm-hmm. not your problem <laughs> maybe you should have used the kitchen pots and pans they've been they've uh, been tuned recently been tuned. so then herman starts playing 
rather well after that. And all sorts of shits just fly to the organ. And Herman starts singing. And he's all right. But Grandpa is very incredulous. And he stops him. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and Herman's like, I'm trying to decide which song to sing. Grandpa, sing? What are you, insane? You're fucking terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's really weird, right? Yeah. But Herman's, you know, I'm just trying to pick the best. Uh, oh, no. Herman Munster has the best set of pipes in Transylvania. Yes. And then Grandpa's like, oh, they were talking about your circulatory system, <laughs> not your singing. That's a good line. Yeah. That's a good that's a good Frankenstein monster line, but without being too like heavy handed with it. But Herman tells Grandpa is like, oh, you're just jealous. And Grandpa is 100% jealous. Oh, you can tell. he is. Oh, the yeah. looks he's given Herman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh, could yeah. totally tell. But Grandpa laughs at jealous me. I, I'm never jealous. Her, then Herman quotes the what, the prophet Steve Allen or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the prophet, our Lord and Savior. Steve Jealousy Allen. is the stinkweed in the garden of life. Mm-hmm. And people laugh at that too. Well, the can laughs at it. Well, um, that's because uh, Steve Allen is considered by many as the father of late night television. Yeah, he sure was. He's pre Johnny Carson. Yeah, original host of the Tonight Show from fifty three to fifty seven. Uh, he made a return during the 63-64 season um, to uh, another late-night TV show that he had uh, syndicated. It sounds like it's just in New York, uh, a variety show uh, that was airing there. Anyway, I was doing my work this week. Oh, you oh. know what? I, I I didn't even toss it to you because I didn't think Steve. I thought Steve Allen was like a was a well-known enough uh, dinosaur. Yeah, I didn't know who he was, but oh. I was like, Keith's got me on this, surely. Well, I'm he sorry. did. I'll. I'll I'll, I'll team up for you next time, Keith. So, yeah. So, Steve Allen, the prophet Steve Allen, uh, late night legend. Jealousy is the stinkweed in the garden of life. Herman goes back to singing, and he hits a note, and the whole house shakes. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking shit all over the place. Lily runs in. What happened? Bobby Darren. Keith? Nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bobby Darren here just brought down the house. He was a singer. I can't tell you anything he sang, but I know he's a singer. Spin cut to Grandpa in the lab. Lily comes in, uh, and, and there's like already a recap. Oh, I hope there's something that can be done so Herman doesn't make a disappointment. He doesn't make a fool of himself at this the the, the the talent show that Eddie had volunteered for. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Grandpa's like, I'm going to break the longstanding American tradition and be nice to my son-in-law. Lily says grandpa's become noble and more upright since he started reading <laughs> Mary Worth, which made me laugh because yeah. Keith Mary Worth is a uh, it's an old school comic book from back in the day. I kind of thought it was like one that just showed up in newspapers, but I guess they do have like actual like, comic book versions of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's American newspaper comic strip had an eight decade run from wow. 1938 uh, started in 1938. Distributed by King uh, Feature Syndicate is a soap opera style strip influenced. Uh, one thing that when I when I was looking this up and it was telling me what the what the the way that it was uh, put together, like they would have all these little things going on. But it said Mary Worth herself, though a presence in each story was almost never the central character. Mm. Like she would just help out whoever you know was yeah. that week's uh. thing. So that's yeah, why grandpa takes like some inspiration. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the person that came in and saved the day with solid reasoning and kindness or whatever. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Sounds like grandpa. Mary Worth. Yep. 
so grandpa uh, now now here's where the episode takes a turn for me grandpa has a pair of magic uh magic ballet <laughs> oh slippers. man i'm like are you shitting me that's the first oh. thing i thought was i had to pause it i had to like <laughs> pinch the bridge of my nose close yeah. my eyes exhale sharply and then <laughs> open them back up and press play again you know he's, he's just been of- waiting for an excuse like he's got this behind the curtain this whole time he's like i can't yeah. wait to unveil these magic slippers i've been working on this for years yeah he got the recipe from hans christian anderson himself he's gonna sprinkle magic dancing powder on the ballet <laughs> shoes and he'll start to dance so i'm like are you com- the, the shoes aren't magic the, got, the dust a- is but is the dust because it seems like he has to say the incantation yes. to actually get it to work. <laughs> it's all sorts of contradictions. Mm, there's layers. Uh, Herman, that one time he was taking the, the, the when Lily was the, um, the runaway model and he's just taking those pills and grandpa doesn't have to say anything there. So why would you need an incantation to make these it's, work? Because episode to episode. <laughs> he's got magic shoes. Well, they're also, not magic. Also, he took dance lessons already. Yes. Why do you have to make him? I mean, it, he wasn't the best, but he also wasn't horrible. No, he was fine enough to go up there and dance. But yeah. we have magic <sighs> ballet shoes, but the ballet shoes aren't magic within themselves. They have to have this dust. He's got a bunch of jars of different colored rice. Uh, they, yes. kept, <laughs> they kept zooming in on him like, that's rice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there was like ballet and soft shoe and whatever it doesn't matter the twist I Me- think. Me- mexican hat mexican hat the twist yeah so he's gonna sprinkle this magic dancing powder on the shoes so he sprinkles the powder on the shoes and then he has to say an incantation so i guess this like he said the shoes were magical nor was the dust <laughs> it really comes down to the incantation <laughs> sleeping beauty swan late nutcracker sweet swing it shoesies with a ballet beat <laughs> God, God, I hate it so much. <laughs> Whenever he does one, he's like, it's like I really I every time. It. Uh, how many thing? How many of these do you think are written for him versus how many he's improvised when he does these things? Um, <sighs> I don't know. I bet you this one was written because it lists. It seemed better than a few. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's they they don't they only have film for one take, so he probably can't improvise very much. Yeah, he has too to much. Know what he's yeah. gonna say. No, no, no hesitations or pauses. It's gotta be. Quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, they were all real words. He wasn't going like yabba duba, yabba daba. Yeah. Flickety flackety, whippity hoo. Come on, get up and dance, you shoe. That's good. That's really good. Wow. So the shoes start to dance, and Lily is stunned and excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm also excited because I'm imagining Herman in a full ballerina outfit dancing in these shoes. I was like, I'm pumped. Well, guess what, Terry? We're almost there because then we cut to Herman looking upset <laughs> as Grandpa is putting size 26 ballet yes. shoes on him, but not on his feet, over his shoes. Yes. They look insane. They yes. just look so bad. <laughs> Yeah, again, the like one take, we only have so much time and budget. They could not take Herman's shoes off. No, well, they would have had to make prop feet. Yeah. Because Fred Gwynn's feet, there's no way they're size 26, right? So instead, they put like, uh, what are those, those things like if you're at uh, somebody's houses or like some religious oh, place? Yeah, like the you... paper booties when you're doing like a walkthrough of somebody's house. Yeah, exactly. And you had to put those on. That's basically what they did here, but for his giant feet. Yes. Herman, oh, Lily thinks they look cute. Terry thinks they look terrible. Lily thinks he look cute. <laughs> yeah. Herman doesn't want to do the ballet. People might think he's a communist or something. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm assuming because the Russian, Russian ballet is mm-hmm. white. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what? 
I take it back. That's a pretty good joke then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa says, well, you don't do the ballet. Just choose any magic dancing powder you want. So Herman stares at the bottles and he chooses soft shoe. He always thought there was a little Gene Kelly in him. <laughs> like, he said something Which, about like actual Gene Kelly being in him. Yeah. He's like, I don't know where they got it, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that. That was pretty funny too. Which is good because like is that when the one when he comes home from the dance thing he's dancing around he goes oh they he told to be like me it was great yeah and he, mm-hmm. and he does the whole like singing in the rain routine yeah. or whatever it is so grandpa sprinkles it on Herman's feet plus some uh, Indian rain dance because oh, it's been dry you never know could you use it and then of course it's not the dust it's the incantation <laughs> heal and tow it make us know it stretch your stuff and really show it. God. Now the first one had ballet themes to it. Yeah. Right. Yep. This one just like ugh, we gotta come up with some rhymes about yep. dancing. You think he'd use the same incantation to do the same spell? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Pretty much. And just change ballet to soft shoe. And then yep. oh, I guess that's true. He doesn't mean to do ballet. Yeah. He's trying to do soft shoe, I guess. Herman smiles like a lunatic. I love this look <laughs> on his face. Yes. I took a screen cap of it because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, this is gonna be the episode art. This ridiculous look on his face so herman smiles like a lunatic then he gets up and dances around yeah it's not the soft shoe it's the ballet yeah and he's dancing all over he's dancing for a long time it's amazing and herman keeps dancing he dances right out the front door he leaves a herman shaped hole in the front door it's like leaning like to the side like a dancer mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, yeah like he's doing, doing a pirouette on yes. the way out the door now Herman's out in the yard dancing. He's smiling. <laughs> he's having a good old time. He starts laughing. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Well, it could be like, tears, oh, I guess. He can't stop. Grandpa's smiling. Herman is laughing. Then Herman's ballet lifts him off the ground and into the air. Then I took a screen cap of that. I said, well, this has to be the episode art now. Herman flies over the front fence and then starts dancing down the street. <laughs> the music changes to that traditional Native American stereotype war drum. Mm-hmm. How long does this last? I don't know. Maybe two, three hours. Yeah, and I'm just picturing Herman just dancing for three straight hours down the road. That's a that's a great image. I would yes. I could have used a three hour episode just watching also, Herman dance down the street. Also, they just the powder is put on the shoes and the incantation is pointed towards the shoes. So why is his arms flailing around to do the entire like ballerina into it, Keith. dances? I, <laughs> yeah, I just, well, but it doesn't do really it. seem like but when he starts, he doesn't seem like he's getting into it. It seems like his <laughs> body doesn't have a choice to go along yeah. with this when really it's just the shoes. I kind of thought that same thing, but then I was like, hmm, he's a showman. You know, yeah, once you get it. in the groove, Keith, you just can't stop. You can't <laughs> yeah. help yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you, if you were doing that, if you started doing Swan Lake, Keith, you couldn't resist. I, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. And Lily's like, well, good. Two, three hours, we'll be home for lunch. And then it starts to rain. Mm-hmm. And well, at least it's not a total loss. Yeah, Grandpa seems very proud of himself. Yes. Cut to the family's back in the living room. Herman's on the couch, and he goes to soak his feet in the tub of water in the living room. Now it's his shoes without the ballet slippers. He puts them into a tub of water, and steam flies out. And Herman's like, oh, that feels good. But he's wearing his shoes. Yes. Those big, Why? giant shoes. Why are you going to act like your feet hurt, and then you need to cool them off if you're not going to actually take the shoes off? I don't know. Just take your goddamn shoes off. 
I, I wanted them to make big rubber feet. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see that. Because, like, when you ever see those yeah. shoes, like, they're mm. just big, like, blocks of, I don't mm-hmm. know, rubber, I guess. Like, imagining feet that are that big fitting inside that thing. <laughs> just... I mean, this was definitely a, a, a props uh, a props department contest. Could have easily been had for, let's yes. make Herman's feet. Yes. Somebody could have made those feet, and they would have been crazy. But we don't. He puts them in there. Oh, that feels so good. Grandpa's like, well, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm just going to take these giant ballet shoes down and get them repaired. But Herman's like, no, no, no. And that's the opening clip we get. Herman says, it's no use. I'm not talented or whatever. Uh, Herman Munster's not talented. I'm just going to have to tell my son that I'm a great big stupid locks. <laughs> Any who I wanted to bring up one thing about this clip that we saw. Mm-hmm. Eddie runs in. And says, you don't have to worry about that corny stuff. I told my teacher you were the world's greatest musician. Why the fuck would he do that? Yeah, that's amazing. Why would he do that? It makes zero sense. I think he knows. I think he's like, I'm going to really let Herman have it. Like, I'm going to fuck with my old man gonna, on this one. I'm going to humiliate him in front of all my peers. Like, yeah. He's I, the world's greatest I, magi- magician. Like He knows his grandpa is a magician. When he says like Herman is the greatest, like what? I don't know. Herman's doing a dance thing. He's trying to play piano. Like you could have been assigned to anything. Like can like Eddie have like provided the list of like, hey, here's the different things. There's <laughs> yeah, stuff to choose from. What do you <laughs> think, Pop? Uh, sword swallowing. I'll do that one. No, oh. tell jo- tell jokes. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. stand up like, comedy. He has done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we saw that clip. And then we get the first commercial break. And the first commercial break came kind of early, like nine minutes. I'm like, yeah, that was quick. That's a quick one. Episodes flying by. Yeah. We come back to Herman practicing some magic. I'm like, okay, here's the filler. He's going to be doing this stuff. He breaks an egg into a hat, says he's pulling live chicken. Oh, Herman, you're so clever. Please don't egg me on. <laughs> and he laughs really he hard. Laughs. At that. Blank stares from the rest of the people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lily and Marilyn didn't get it. Yeah. What do you mean by egg you on? <laughs> oh, women. They don't get jokes. No. Well, yeah, that's, that's Herman. Herman tell us that later on. Yep. <laughs> so Herman waves his wand over the hat, sticks his head in, his face turns sour, and he pulls out broken egg. This is the loosest chicken I ever saw. <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one, like, I went, oh, come on. And my Thank wife you. is like, my wife is like, she's like, what? You just laughed at it. I said, no, I <laughs> I scoffed at it. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, it was a chuckle. I was annoyed at the line. Like, what do you expect? Like, so does Herman think that just because, like, like because he wills it, it is? I like, wrote I don't that I mean, down. Herman guess, does. Herman assumes that magic just exists at the will of the user. <laughs> There's no incantation, Herman. You said nothing. You just wave yeah. the stick around. Like, where's the incantation to do stuff? That's how it works. But mm-hmm. where's Herman your powder? A- oh, good. Where's your powder? You know, where's your magical hats? You know, where, yeah. you know, hmm. none, none of this stuff. That. He's just got a very uh, toddler esque grasp on the concept of magic (laughs) and like this is the kind of thing like my five-year-old will be like i'm gonna do magic and then when it doesn't happen she's like okay close your eyes (laughs) (laughs) like okay close my eyes open them up okay now see the crayons are gone i'm like well you moved them i can hear you doing um i can hear you (laughs) wow yeah well everybody's a critic jeez if i play like uh I played some Uno with one of my kids today, and I refused to let them 
I refuse to let either of the boys win at any game. Um, I, I just like I like Derek being like, look, your trick is messed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> I heard you call him and close the eyes, and I heard you moving the crayons around. <laughs> like, go back and work on this trick a little bit more, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Herman has zero concept of what magic is or how it would work. Um, in a world in which magic exists, because Grandpa has done magic in the past, maybe maybe he's expecting his like you know reality warping powers to just kick in. I don't. I, he just doesn't control them. You know, he's like a mutant. He's very dangerous. Like he, he can't control his <laughs> his powers yet. Professor Xavier hasn't found him to teach him how to control the warping. Mm-hmm. So it just happens at a, on random. So he, yeah, he hasn't learned this kind of thing. But Herman just expects because he wants a chicken to be in there. A chicken will be yes. In there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I find amusing in a way and also disturbing or sad in another. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. So he's just like, I just need more practice. So Lily and Marilyn like, fine, just let us know when you're ready. They leave. Herman then has a puzzled look on his face. He looks around. It's like, huh. He goes over the cuckoo clock, knocks on it. The bird comes out and says, ah, what's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Because that's Mel Blanc in there. Uh, Herman's like, I'm out of eggs. Can you lend me a hand? <laughs> I can't and believe that you're gonna. The, you know what he's gonna do with them? He's gonna crack them open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me your children so I can destroy them. Yes. Uh, and then the bird says, "Ah, fuck off." <laughs> pretty much, you're out of luck, bub. My name is Charlie. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. So the bird goes away, and Herman's like, oh, this kid just made an effort. And then Charlie pops <laughs> back out and gives him a raspberry. And then in the kitchen, Marilyn pleads with Grandpa to do magic for him and just do the magic for him and don't tell him. Grandpa's like, fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck it all. I tried to help with those shoes. No one asked him to do the shoes, though. That's the thing. (laughs) And I'm not helping with this. Lily gives him the guilt trip. If it wasn't for him, you'd be in the old country in some deep cave scratching fleas off of yourself. (laughs) Wondering where your next square (laughs) meal would come from. Now, who wow. your next square meal would come from? Yeah. Grandpa's like, yeah, I guess. And then there's like, when you put it that way, I, he said something like you forget about whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I'll do it. Fine. Cut back to Herman doing the chicken trick again. <laughs> Can I just say, I love the music that's like behind Herman. It's just like really like. Oh, I didn't even notice sad, it. What was it? Like organ circus and he's like bang, 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 bang. it's nice. like just so depressing i love it's that really funny it it's the same funny. music they play later too but like more high quality <laughs> so herb is gonna do it again cracks an egg uh grandpa is just out of the room he's like right on the corner he's watching he does a little gesture at herman like waves his hand herman pulls a chicken out of the hat i did it i did it i'm a magician <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> so excited, man. So, and this is what I wrote. So up until now, Herman just thought that a magic trick simply happened. Yes. Like he didn't <laughs> like <laughs> the magic has willed itself to to me. It's bonded to me now. <sighs> I think I it know. therefore I am. Yeah. Yep. And they're doing nothing to like let him know this or just encouraging him to continue on with like, oh, whatever I want to do <laughs> will happen. Like, yes, that's get- why they have to have Herman think that he's a magician. Yeah, I think he'd be perfectly happy to like take the help. Like he seems like yeah. a magician. Oh. Although he does like immediately think he is a, I don't know. Herman is just he, 
yeah, he's very, uh, mm, he's just not the brightest guy. It's, he was hesitant about magician, but then he immediately embraced it. It was like, of course, I'm the greatest magician. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I think also part of it is like Eddie picked him to do it. And he is always very much is like wanting to make sure that his son is proud of him. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, they could have straight up went and said, Herman, you're not a magician. <laughs> I know. So why don't you pretend to do the magic and Grandpa will be just off stage doing it? Okay. You'd think that would be the, like the whole exchange, but no. So we got this Herman trying to be a magician. Grandpa fooling him. I did it. I did it. I'm a magician. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Cut to Grandpa reading Magic Made Easy, and he's laughing. It's got jokes with the tricks. So they had to set up that. Like He's doing this book, and it's full of jokes as well. Yeah, he's going page by page in that book. Yes. Well, he's like, fuck the jokes. Will you the tricks work when you do them for Herman? <laughs> like, wait, we, we got a little mini recap here. Lady double checks that Herman does the tricks and he'll show the work, blah, blah, blah. Grandpa's like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's a trick in this book. I can't do it with my eyes closed. And then he closes his eyes in a weird way. And his mm-hmm. eyebrows are so huge. I don't know if you guys have noticed in the past, and I'm sure you have, but this episode just made it more <laughs> evident how <laughs> enormous grandpa's eyebrows are. <laughs> seems like we get a lot more close-ups of him lately like really yeah. getting in there yeah and you can kind of tell they're just so big and i think that's his real eyebrows oh god yeah maybe like there's no extensions there's no eyebrow makeup it's just giant <laughs> eyebrows and when he's blinking so much like he's he been does. doing a lot of recent episodes it's hard not to notice and yes. like look at his face because you're like what is he doing and then you know those eyebrows really stick out after that Yes, he's always blinking. He's a blink actor, an eyebrow actor. So Lily double checks everything works. And Grip's like, yeah, heck yeah. Fuck yeah, I got giant eyebrows. This will work. <laughs> Lunch is almost ready, Marilyn. And where's Uncle Herman? Oh, he's in the lab with Eddie practicing his magic. And Marilyn is very condescending towards Herman in this episode. I don't know if you noticed before, when, like the greatest magician, she laughed at him. Oh, yeah, her and Grandpa are like, they are like, kind of almost like look at each other like <laughs> yeah you know just start giggling at, at the whole thing which is it's not really her type of style but nope. again like every now and then she does kind of do this like yep. it's but it's very random like that she'll come out and do something like that or like what she called herman fat oh yeah mm-hmm. that was brutal you yeah know? um it's very rare but it's usually like it, you know she really played along into the whole thing of like oh <laughs> okay but then she's the one who's helping champ you know champion along with lily to like hey come on you can't let herman go up there and look like an idiot but then she does this and she's just like he's down there practicing <laughs> trying to make sure his magic's the best it can be <laughs> like she's really pleased by this for some mm-hmm. reason which yeah. by the way are any of the tricks actually working <laughs> if grandpa's not doing it no i don't know He's, I don't know what he's doing down there, but he's doing something <laughs> with and, Eddie. And, yeah, Eddie's mm-hmm. like, oh god, what have I done? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and now Marilyn is very dismissive of Herman's magic abilities, his act. She thinks it's all mm-hmm. a joke. It's very funny. Blah blah blah. No, let's keep let's 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 lock that. Let's roll. Let's let's lock that away mm-hmm. for later. Marilyn, not down with the magic show. No. Now Lily's like, I'm sure hope I sure hope nothing goes wrong. Now this is this is a setup. I sure hope nothing goes wrong. What can go wrong as long as he sticks to the tricks in this book? He can't <laughs> he can't make a boo of himself, grandpa mm. says. 
as long as he stays to the tricks in the book. Yeah, man, I immediately knew. I was like, he's going to stray from the tricks in the book. He <laughs> sure <Yep>. is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It would be Herman if he didn't. Fade mm-hmm. to the Mockingbird Heights Elementary School. There, there's a... Listen... <laughs> The rest of the show could have been this one-man band on stage, and I've been very happy with it because this dude's killing it. Yeah, he's amazing. He mm-hmm. deserves to win this whole thing. Yeah, I didn't know it was a competition, but yeah, oh, maybe it wasn't. He does. If it isn't a competition, they should pause. Like they come out. Okay, stop. From now on, it's a competition, and then they walk back <laughs> off stage, and it continues, and they just give him the ribbon. After the that, stop in the middle. <laughs> Wait, this is a competition, everyone. At the, at the end, yep. it was him all along. <laughs> or just walk out and be like, "Look, we're not going to top that, folks." So have a good yep, night. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't yeah, don't forget to tip your waitresses. That'd be like, a great ending to the episode if like Herman never gets his chance. Because like, <laughs> this dude was awesome. He was a full one man band. He had the harmonica. He had all sorts of shit going on, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. I love this guy. I wanted, yes. yeah, like 20 more minutes of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Munsters are off stage. Herman's next. Grandpa's very excited. He's like dusted him off with a broom and shit. And <laughs> Herman's like, you think you were performing? <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's like, no, not me. Not me. And the Well, uh, and so I wrote down principal, but it's not. It's the MC. The yes. MC comes out. Uh, I guess he comes on stage to introduce the next act. He gets the one man band off and he says something like, it's like, it's Timmy Mickelson's dad or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> with this like, beautiful it, rendition of like Claire de Lune or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure, you all recognize that song. And it was awesome. I don't know what it was, but it was great. It was not Claire de Lune, but it was awesome. <laughs> yep. So the MC comes out and he pulls out the piece of paper. According to the program, you're in for a real treat with magic from Munster the Magnificent. I'm like, okay, but well, he doesn't take his job very seriously. This MC. <laughs> so, well, according to this piece of paper, uh, should be something fun. Herman walks out to gasps. Gasps and looks of horror mm-hmm. on the faces of the crowd. So this is what Terry said earlier. He just come out and just shock people with his appearance. So he's already done that. He's yeah, already yeah. won the talent contest with that. And I, I gasped as well because he looks great in that suit. He, <laughs> he does. He's got a tuxedo on, a magician's outfit. <laughs> He's got his like top hat on. Uh, takes it off and there's a dove on his head and everybody's <laughs> like, how'd they get there? And he's like, oh, and he's like shaking it off. So then there's these two guys that are Greek chorus for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, oh, I get it. It's a gag. He's one of those clown magicians. <laughs> the clown magician. <laughs> and check out mm-hmm. that getup. Oh, yeah. Look at the size of him. There could be two fathers in there. Like the, uh, the, you know, the trench coat with like the three or four people like stacked up on, on yep. top of each other. Yeah. And the top one has a square head. Herman starts with a joke. I'm Herman Munster, and my family is in the iron and steel business. My mother irons, and my father steals. <laughs> God, what in the world? I'm like, wow, <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> but, he just starts busting up laughing too after oh, he God, says it. Oh, God, he loves man. it. And the crowd's getting into it. They're like, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> That's so, so dumb. <laughs> as he's laughing, Marilyn walks out, and she is in a full, like, magician's assistant outfit yep 
Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. she's been poo-pooing this whole mocking him this entire way, yes. she was part of the damn act. Why wasn't she in the basement working this out with? Yeah. Egg? Oh, it's, are these the jokes that are in the book? Because that has nothing to do with magic, though. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice Herman's just winging it. I really hope it's just him and this. He's probably like remnants oh. from that dumb joke book that he mm-hmm. read. God, I was waiting for him to say a joke about Abraham Lincoln. My <laughs> father irons and my father's stuff. And that's what I thought too, Keith. Like when he came out, <clears throat> it would have been amazing if those two dads like, oh, I've seen this robot before. Right? Yes. That yes. would have been amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is a problem that I have here. Like, did Eddie switch schools in some place? <laughs> I mean, I know the season seems like it's forever, but has he switched schools or something that like nobody was like, Oh, that's the guy from the last time. And it's the <laughs> yeah. robot thing. I know him. He's a robot. And instead, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, now they get the robot doing magic. Like, I, they act like they don't know <laughs> who he is. Dad. The robot's a father? <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> you married Lily? Whoa. <laughs> they, act like, they act like they have no idea who he is. Uh, and sure do. this is not the first. Like he's, I'm guessing he's been at school more than twice. Also, <laughs> you think at least oh, at one of Eddie's yeah. baseball games. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love oh. to see like a, a PTA meeting with Herman yeah. as well. <laughs> Marilyn walks out on stage and everyone applauds. Everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> like this act has made a turn for the better. And Herman thinks it's for him. He's very pleased with himself. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. He goes to introduce Marilyn, but he doesn't realize she's behind him already. Hilarious. This is oh. only the 90 millionth time this has happened in the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody thinks it's a joke, but genuinely, Herman doesn't know where Marilyn is. Yes. Know. The crowd goes nuts. They're into this. They mm-hmm. love this clown magician. <laughs> clown magician. <laughs> I love that term, clown magician. <laughs> so Marilyn had a, a vase with her, gives it to Herman. Herman does a trick where some flowers pop out. Grandpa's right off stage, like moving his hand, making look like he's doing something. Then Herman pulls a bunch of, he makes a fist and he starts pulling scarves out of his uh, his fist. And then uh, we see Grandpa off the side, five, six, <laughs> seven. He's like so pleased. And Herman's just pulling scarves out. You know, what? What? you know what? You know what trick doesn't work well in black and white? The scarf trick where like you normally see like, you know, oh, red, red blue, yellow. yellow. Blue. It's just black, black, white, yeah. gray, black, <laughs> black, yeah. gray. I, it, lo- it loses a little bit of its feel for that yeah. classic, uh, you know, uh, really bad trick. So Herman's pulling out all these colorful, beautiful scarves <laughs> that everyone's just like, oh, the finest of silks. That's what they had to be saying when they saw it. The finest of silks. The finest of silks. He pulls them all out and then it ends with suspenders were they suspenders yeah he yeah. pulled out like the suspenders. i couldn't tell what they were <laughs> but I, I i wrote down suspenders I, I settled on that herman's like now you know it's been holding up the act <laughs> <laughs> not, not, bad, not, not a bad. horrible line no an improvement from the the ironing thing yeah, yeah. but he's like well if you like that ironing joke here's this one don't worry they're my brother-in-law's his wife wears the pants in the family. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Herman loves it. He slaps his knee and laughs. Now, that joke, at least with that trick, makes sense. Yes. 
Everyone applauds. Herman pleased. He steps on his magician's hat and crushes it while he's laughing. Off stage, Lloyd's like, wasn't there a rabbit in there? Grandpa's like, oh, I got out just in time. And he holds up a rabbit. I'm like, okay. Oh, no. that's also, amazing. if you notice, like Herman's personality at home is always like, he tries doing that. Like, I put my foot down, but then he'll turn a little and be like, that's okay, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's very supportive of her for the most part, except for when she was being a model. But then, like, the two times that he does jokes, because I remember, I, did he make like a few like jokes yes. about women in the, yes. in the other one, too? Yeah, I'm the like, Abraham Lincoln one, yeah. It's like, wait a minute, what, like, what personality of her they, comes they out were on very stage? Very sexist jokes, though, right? Yes, like, it was yes. like a woman mm-hmm. should keep her mouth shut sort of jokes. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh my yeah. God, he does more of that in this one. It's just like, what? What are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Herman's his sense of comedy is if, mm, you know, seems like a nice guy, but then he starts telling jokes. You're just like, that's just, uh, that's, mm-hmm. you know, let's so just now, keep this, you know, not professional. Yeah. I don't want yes. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep it professional. Herman, this is mixed company. So Herman hey. pulls uh, Marilyn out the center stage and puts an egg on her head. Then Herman walks away. And pulls out in like a revolutionary war style pistol. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like sizing up like it's gonna shoot that egg off. And he's like, yes. nah. Then he pulls out a mirror and he turns around. He's gonna shoot this egg off, William Stelts tell style, off of Marilyn's head. Grandpa's right off stage. Like this trick was in the book. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> this trick right here was in the book. Because what happens next, there's no way it's in the book. But also, that's not it's not a magic trick. Oh, well, what happens next is because he pulls the trigger, there's a boom and the egg turns into a bat. <laughs> like what? <laughs> How did you would you logistically pull this off on stage? <laughs> there's no way that this is in the book. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. And like, they're like, oh, God, he's about to shoot Ramirez's head off. <laughs> Quick, Grandpa, do something. <laughs> yeah. Also, they're those people don't seem concerned at all that a big giant bat is suddenly flying around. Well, the, they're shocked. The gym. Yeah, they're like whoa, because it's Igor mm-hmm. or an Igor style bat with the big, big flat, flappy, slow wings. Yes, <laughs> squeaking, mm-hmm. and it flies away. Everyone is stunned. <laughs> then Herman goes, "I guess she must have had bats in her belfry." <laughs> what? <laughs> Herman okay, so so now I do think it was in the book because that's a joke that lines but up with a trick. How could you put that in a magic for dummies book? <laughs> Turn a egg into a bat. <laughs> how? How? Well, well, but but not only that, but you're gonna like shoot something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the book instructs you to go get a Revolutionary War style uh, pistol. <laughs> Oh, okay. So then grandpa doesn't even like be like, oops, I kind of flubbed that one a little bit because it, it's not supposed to be a bat. Like, oh, I don't, not- I don't know what was supposed to happen during like- the trick, but it <laughs> sounds like it was not supposed to be the bat because I even think he's like, uh, oops. I, I, like- I don't know. But I now I'm picturing this up. book. And mm-hmm. you know how like you get those books where it's like items needed. And <laughs> like sometimes you'll skip stuff. Like yeah. you're just like, oh, I can't do this trick. I don't have 75 paper clips. But like you're scrolling through, like, oh wait, like I can do this one. I got a revolutionary style pistol and a bat. 
in a mirror yeah mm-hmm. i feel like you might have just like combined two magic tricks on accident like one where like the egg would he like put it in a hat and it would turn into a bat and then the other one where like yeah he shoots an apple off somebody's head or something know. but it's like know. an apple it's an egg so small. that's why yeah he mixed it up yeah it should have been yeah. he combined the two on accident i don't know i'm trying to figure out the logistics of this but it doesn't yeah. make any sense but herman man he loves the bats in the belfry joke the yeah. crowd loves the bats in the belfry <laughs> joke everyone's laughing at bats in the belfry grandpa's like nah last time i saw a ham that big it was in a butcher's window that was awesome. <laughs> now it is time for the grand finale mm-hmm. marilyn rolls out a cabinet with a curtain on the front of it my wife is in the wings i'm gonna bring her out and make her disappear a trick any husband could appreciate it. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they love it. The crowd dies. Stunned. Where did this trick come from? <laughs> Grandpa's like, I don't know. It wasn't in the book. And then we get this clip. Lily, we're on. Herman, you can't do that trick. And just why can't I? Because it's not in the book, and I don't know it. Who cares whether you know it or not? I'm doing the magic. <laughs> come on. No, Herman. I have news for you. Uh, well, Grandpa's been standing back here in the wings, making all your tricks work for you. That's right. I've done every one of them. Oh, I get it. I've been out there doing magic and making a big hit, and you want to stand here in the wings and get all the credit. <laughs> uh, be right with you, folks. <laughs> Hear that? Hear that? That proves I'm a better magician than you are. Hear the hear that applause? Those are my people. These people are stomping for more magic. Stomping. They love Herman. <laughs> Those are his people. Yeah. yeah they're they're very much into this. Herman goes over to get Lily. Lily's reluctant. Herman's like, get your ass out of here. I'm gonna please this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's right. He drags her out there. The show must go on, he says. But what's going to happen? There's no way they can do this trick because Grandpa doesn't know how to make someone disappear, which blows my mind because he does a whole bunch of shit. And he teleported people on that one episode. Mm -hmm. Just do whatever you did to make Googie disappear. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Still gone to the stay. Ladies and gentlemen, Lily Munster, get a good look at her. Because she'll be gone. She'll soon be gone. <laughs> he shoves Lily into the cabinet. Isn't that just like a woman? Oh. She doesn't want to go anywhere. She can't spend money. Oh my! What? Like, <laughs> I, <sighs> it, the look Lily gave him was priceless. That was amazing. Yeah. Her look was great. Yeah. But then Herman quickly pulls the cord to close the yeah. curtain, like right on her face. <laughs> he looks scared. Like he looks a little. I really like that little exchange because mm-hmm. she's like, you son of a bitch. And he's whoosh, he just closes the curtain. Yeah. Right on and this one's on drag me, not only did you drag me out here for a trick <laughs> that we know isn't supposed to work, mm-hmm. but then you're going to make this corny ass joke that mm-hmm. you never would at home. And, and you know that, that what hurts even more is that this is a Herman original because it wasn't in the book. He made this joke up himself for sure. Yeah. But there's no way because then he goes, oh, maybe the joke. But not the menu. The joke, yeah. Because he goes, Alakazi, Kazai, Kazir, woman in the cabinet, disappear. So he has an incantation. But then he presses a button. So yep. he bought this yes. cabinet. <laughs> Previously, yes. he thought magic was real. 
thought he tapped into the speed force of magic. So the magical force that is around us all. He tapped Mm -hmm. into it and made a raw chicken egg turn into a chicken and other shit. And now (laughs) he presses a button and Lily spins to the back of the cabinet. So he gets it. He gets that magic is fake. (laughs) Yes. But he doesn't get it and thinks He's a magician. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> wow, I didn't did not think of that angle, but you're 100 percent right. That oh, um, it really frustrated me when I was watching it. <laughs> he opens the curtain because when he presses the button, it spins like the back wall of the cabinet around, and Lily's hidden in the back. Mm-hmm. No, he opens up the curtain. Lily's gone. The crowd goes wild. Yeah, they're clapping, and then so everybody's excited. And Herman's like, and now for a more difficult trick, and for me, a more painful trick. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I will make my wife reappear. I'm like, oh, God. But as he's saying that, Lily sneaks out the back of the cabinet, out the back, out, the, out through the curtains, right? Good for her, so too. Yeah. Get out of yes. there. Alakazi, Kazai, Kazir, women in the cabinet, reappear. Herman presses the button, opens up the curtain, no Lily. But Herman doesn't look, right? He just assumes she's there, and he starts acting like he did it. He's laughing and taking a bow. <laughs> Marilyn comes up. is like, ah, Herman, she's not there. He turns around. He freaks the fuck out. <laughs> Something so, breaks in his mind when he's like, yes. <laughs> he thinks that. He is a magician. I don't know what he thinks. He <laughs> thinks that Lily is gone, banished to the land of yeah. wind and ghosts or something. You press the button. Ghosts. You press the button to make it spin one way. You pressed it again. So either one, she walked away, or two, it did not spin back and she's still on the other side of it. Yes. That's the logical approach, Keith. But Herman takes that's the why ir- That's illogical. why I bring to this show. You're the irrational <laughs> approach. He assumes that he what he pressed the button and spun her around, but one of the magical incantations clearly has sent her somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So he starts freaking out. Then you see Lily. Now Eddie's sitting there clapping and having a good time watching. Right next to grandpa. Mm-hmm. Right next to grandpa off stage. Lily comes up to grandpa and they leave. <laughs> but Eddie doesn't <laughs> notice. No, he's just there by himself now, yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. Herman, though, he's pick, he's freaking out. He picks up the cabinet. He's got it over <laughs> his head. He's shaking it. It's like, where did you go? Lily, come back. The crowd laughing. We're back to this clown magician. And it is kind of a scene, right? It's kind yeah. of nuts. Mm-hmm. Again, you know that it's shifted around to the back. So just walk backstage and find her. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's the monsters. Nothing has to make sense, Keith. Because we're at our final commercial break right here. There's 255 left in the episode at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Okay. Herman and Eddie, they're back at home in the living room. Herman's like, I gotta break the bad news to Eddie. I'm a widow and you're an orphan. <laughs> That's I really like that moment. Yes. <laughs> He really is broken up about this, too. He is. It's like, it's all my fault. And then while he's sitting there freaking out and Herman or Eddie's on Herman's knee, Lily and Grandpa sneak in and Lily runs over and gets in the cabinet for 
whatever reason. Grandpa comes in. It's like, oh, Grandpa. Herman <laughs> begs him. He's for help. But I thought you were the magician. I was just there watching in the wings. Blah, blah, blah. Because Grandpa's petty as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Herman says he's sorry. He screwed up. I screwed up the trick. And he's like, well, let me show you how I did. I went over here and I said some magic words. Put her in the cabinet, pulled the curtain, said some magic words, pressed the button, and she was gone. But when he pressed the button, Lily snuck in the back and she spun back around and she's back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Herman freaks out again. Oh, and Eddie's <laughs> like, hi, mom. I'm glad you're back because dad was really freaking out. Herman yes. vows to never do magic again. I don't know why you have to give up stuff in the show, but they always give up stuff. Oh man, I can't do the ham radio anymore. I can't, uh, you know, can't do magic anymore. I'll never, I will never do magic again, and I'll be humble and contrite. (laughs) Yeah, right. What? (laughs) Considering you, considering you actually haven't done any magic yet. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Lily, I don't know what I'd do without you. Do you really mean that, pussycat? Oh, of course I do. Besides, your name's in all the dolls, and if I ever got married again, I'd have to fight another someone named Lily. <laughs> Credits! <Nice>. Wow. <laughs> not huh. the worst ending line that That's they've true. had. That's actually, it's actually it not that bad. So, it's like, not yes, bad. oh my god. I will. I love you, and I'll miss you, and blah, blah, blah. You can't ever leave. Because a towels are monogrammed with your name. I can't <laughs> Holy shit. Holy oh, shit. Man. Actually, pretty good, like, Post Chris, that last line is a little bit of a clunker, but like I like that it still ties in with the rest yeah. of the episode and everything. But there it was, season one, episode thirty-four, Monster of the Magnificent. What'd you guys think? This is an episode that just had no idea what it wanted to do. I agree with that. I, I kind of loved it. I, I like this one quite a bit. Uh, as we talk about it, I realized some of the illogical flaws, like Herman's belief in magic. And then he uses, he buys a little spinny uh, cabinets that doesn't <laughs> run on magic. Yeah. Um, but I like, it felt like it was a pretty, I liked the kind of the focus of like the, they didn't feel like they were just doing a lot of things. It was all about the magic show or not the magic show, the talent show is all about this talent thing, which is nice. And I thought it was actually pretty funny. And I liked all the, the dumb Herman jokes. And then Lily giving him that look was pretty great. And, I, I thought it was, uh, it was pretty good. I thought it was one of the better ones we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's when they get to the, when they get to the actual, you know, uh, uh, on stage for the, you know, the whole act it's that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like that whole, like five minutes of, of from when the guy with the one man band wraps up. Oh yeah. All the way until they go to the commercial, uh, the last commercial break. It's uh, that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like that. that's what they had the idea for. I'm like, how do we make this work as a show? Mm. So they tried to fill it in. And then we had that, like, the, the dancing bit. And it's <laughs> like, oh, okay, I guess. It doesn't really make much sense. I didn't really care for this episode a lot. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty weak. Um, I didn't like the jokes, like the stand-up bits. So I was like, oh, okay. I didn't like, uh, see, they always do this where, like, like you said, Keith, like all you have to do is be supportive of Herman in some way. And like, nobody wants to be supportive of Herman. <laughs> like those sorts of things upset me. But then when it's like, just like, I don't understand where the family dynamic is. It's like, like none of them like each other. <laughs> like, it's like, 
<laughs> there's episodes where they all hate one another it seems um, also why like you need a magician so why not go with grandpa except that what grandpa helped you with your robot the first time and even though herman had a kind of cover there for a while because you've already had herman on stage at school so mm-hmm. why are we rehashing this again yeah. um and not just have grandpa do it because now you get a whole herman or i mean a whole uh, eddie and grandpa episode of them like testing out tricks on herman and things like that would have oh, been, much, been good. much more entertaining make herman the assistant or something oh man yeah or, or the guinea pig which is what grandpa likes to do anyhow like mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. we're gonna do this we're gonna do this trick here let me show you how it works on herman Suddenly Herman's got like rabbit ears or something on his head. Or oh, something. yes. Yes. It's just thing, things like that. And then, you know, you could get up there and, you know, have a grandpa tells jokes about, well, my hundredth wife had blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all, uh, all the really bad jokes that Herman's telling, but like from grandpa's perspective would have worked and maybe even have Eddie as the assistant and not Maryland because it's Eddie's school. And why are they having a talent show for the parents and not yeah, the kids? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of weird things I just mm-hmm. don't get. Like, why does that happen? Why is this happening? Why is there a talent show? Why do why do kids have to volunteer their parents without parents' consent? Oh God, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I t- I already told him you're gonna do this. What? Yeah. Oh, he... I don't get it. And you're the world's greatest magician. Why the fuck would you say that? That'd be yeah, the first what? words you should say right there. <laughs> like, why would you even say that? Have you ever yeah. seen me do a single magic trick? Yeah. <laughs> Considering the fact that grandpa does magic, yes. why would you even say that? There's such a more obvious choice. I'm going to say my dad is the greatest magician ever, even and though he's even, never done magic. Not even weird, like sleight of hand stuff. No, grandpa does actual stuff. Like he could change into a wolf right on stage yeah. and like mm-hmm. just freak that, everybody that be out. Right there. But we've already had that episode where grandpa turns into mm-hmm. a wolf on stage. He gets well, okay, an entourage. He, well, he, he could have turned himself into. He could have turned himself into a bat, and then we've like, already had that episode where he turns himself into a bat. No, but they put Igor out there already. Like they, there's like all these different. Okay, he could a panda bear. Oh, uh, okay, sure. A, pen, a penguin. That probably. Oh, perfect. that'd been yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'd love just, to see him send a, like an entourage of walking sausages out, like to to <laughs> greet him. Yes, yes, yes. That, the sausages come out and spell like Eddie's name or something like that. It's, <laughs> speaking sausage. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yeah, so I, many great things that could go on here that they just don't because they're like, well, let's have Herman do it. Now, what if this is my pitch for the show? Herman says, I can be a one-man band. And he oh. practices his one-man band routine. Mm-hmm. And he gets there, and the act before him is that killer one-man band. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, I can't do this. So then they devise this magic plot. Oh, I'll go yeah. out there. You do the magic for me. That nah, Yeah, that would have been pretty good. Yeah. Or have like a battle of the bands, but it's just Herman and that guy. <laughs> yeah. Herman's all upset. That's my bit. <laughs> plays, plays the exact same song, yes. everything else. You know? oh. Maybe you get a couple like scenes of him like trying to figure out what's the best like set of instruments to put together for his one man band like you know that's like the lead up is like him and grandpa in like the lab trying to put together like like the ultimate the instrument set. yeah like you know this is gonna have a banjo plus a horn plus something else or is it yeah and he keeps switching it around because something's wrong every time mm-hmm. and then he gets there and it's like oh crap that guy just kicked my ass at this crushed it 
Mm-hmm. And he did crush it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a highlight. Yeah. I feel broken. I feel like <laughs> this episode has shattered my brain into a million pieces. But you know what couldn't break back in episode one? Oh, that babysitter came mm-hmm. to babysit Eddie and nothing in the Munster's household made her even like wince or turn the other way. She didn't care. She's unbreakable. Yeah. But something has to break that woman because no one's that tough. So <laughs> what right. in this episode? So we're going to break her. Dang it. Would have broken the babysitter. So I think she's she's standing off to the side. She's watching um, from the wings with Grandpa and Eddie and and Lily. They they see Herman bring out the disappearing act like cart thing. Marilyn rolls it out for him to use. And when they're like, "Oh, that's not in the book. What the hell?" I think the babysitter goes, "Wait, Marilyn didn't tell you about this? Like to give them a heads up about it because she obviously knows that." <laughs> that trick is going to be there and that mm-hmm. it's not or unless she just assumed it was in the book mm-hmm. but i mean harman's got probably explained to her that there's a button here and everything but she's like wait a minute the maryland didn't tell you about this new <laughs> new trick that's going to be in there nobody saw you that. lug this cabinet into the uh, stadium <laughs> oh yeah did you drive separately like two different i guess they did because they they uh grandpa and Marilyn or grandpa and lily go home separately from everyone else which nobody else thinks is very weird either but nope. uh but yeah they it's uh, that's what breaks her is that she's upset that Marilyn didn't hint them in on you know because <laughs> she knows what the act is because again she's the assistant for the whole thing but i think you know she did decide not to go to the the talent show she's had enough of these monster people <laughs> it's finally her time to be by herself just hang out which she knows is a pair of uh, ballerina slippers. And she's like, you know, I used to dance back in the day and I was pretty good. And maybe this is my chance to practice some routines. And she throws them on and much to her horror, she starts to giggle and laugh as she starts dancing up without her own will. And she starts spinning and flying through the air. And then, yeah, three hours later, she's a ragged like shell of a person or like a bones are broken. <laughs> she, she can't keep up with the endurance test of ballerina dancing for three hours. Uh, and yeah, she just is like a crumpled mess on the floor when they get back and yeah, they got to, mm. you know, give her medical attention. Also, yeah. she was like, oh, ballet. And it turns out the soft shoe. Oh, it's the so soft shoe this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I- I, I thought she would have broke when her and her husband were like, well, you know what? It's been a long day. Let's go relax on the front porch and drink some lemonade and watch the sunset. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And then here comes Herman dancing down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like dancing and it starts raining on them. And they're like, what the hell's going on? And then her husband's like, well, isn't that your former employer? <laughs> <laughs> and it just Herman just goes dancing, it goes right down the street, just keeps on going by, doesn't even wave to her, say hello, and that's what broke her. And it's like, mm. oh, there's Herman. He didn't say hello. We've done through so much together. He didn't mm-hmm. say hello. And that's what wow. broke her. That's cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, before we move on, there was one review on IMDb. But I did not want to read it because it's from that same guy from December of <laughs> 2007. <laughs> he just know he gives it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, that's either like you know give us the plot for the whole episode. Yeah, it gives us then... the whole plot. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say what what drives somebody to like go in and review each one of these on <laughs> yeah, IMDb I don't separately? Know. Like, 
what would drive a person duty. to talk about and you know you know discuss write down your thoughts I mean, for each <sighs> single episode of the monsters like that's just insane who would do that what if <laughs> at the beginning like jan 1 2007 his new year's resolution was i'm going to watch all the monsters and review them on imdb <laughs> Now, this one was on the 22nd of December, 2007. So he's racing at the end of the year. He's like, I had to do this really fast. I got to watch all these episodes. Eight out of 10. To make a long story short, Eddie volunteers his father as a magician. So naturally, Grandpa has to do all the work. And Herman winds up learning a lesson in humility. Nothing (laughs) new for this ham. Wow. Okay. Sure. Eight out of 10. Yeah. Anywho, we move on. And then... By moving on, I mean, we come to the end of the episode. And before we can say, all right, stop recording. Keith. <laughs> as we always do. As we always as, do. As we always do. End Keith, uh, what do you got for the peoples? Oh, we are uh, wrapping up, uh, quickly wrapping up. That was great. Wasn't it? Season two, the Karate Kid cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a week off because the show took a week off. Uh, back 33 years ago so we're trying to match up with that and uh you know we've had uh, we've had uh, a lot of fun with it uh, so far we've got some new <laughs> guests coming on and um i think we got like three episodes left that's where we're at Ooh, yeah. nice mm-hmm. look forward to I appreciate Phantom. your timeline synergy mm-hmm. you're like well, that's what they did in 89 this is what we're doing now yeah 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 well yeah i was supposed to do like a little like clip thing in between but i didn't do that the first time so i'm not gonna do it this time either fair enough consistency i like it yeah. What about you, Terry? Well, speaking of consistency, uh, yeah, and my <laughs> show from the real is, uh, it's you know you can go through the archives. There's no, hasn't been a new episode in a while, but uh, you can go ahead and listen. We do movies, uh, we talk about them, uh, and it's pretty good. So yeah, if you want to check it out, do it. it. We do like categories, so whether it be shark movies or Christmas movies or I don't know, um, uh medieval movies things like that yeah we just pick a category and pick some movies within it and speak our thoughts on them and for me i got nothing other than the monster hunters and our patreon uh you should check that out patreon episodes are uh two a month some they they're usually on the first and the 15th but sometimes Mm -hmm. things happen and the 15th Mm -hmm. episode doesn't come out right away Mm -hmm. so don't hate me (laughs) <laughs> but they're good they're all that it's been a lot of fun doing this they're very good episodes yeah. they're Derek's very, very rigid with the structure of this show but on the patreon yes. he tells oh, me and terry happen. Yeah. Yes. let loose guys let finally get down. cut loose yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> finally <Yeah>. god <laughs> you want to do some bad stand-up with bad jokes uh talking bad about women go ahead right ahead it's, <laughs> it's very it's very monster-esque it's a uh, monster adjacent uh, these episodes i edited out 90 percent so you there the hour and a half that you hear oh, is the the 10 percent of best content mm-hmm. that fits oh, yeah. into the format mm-hmm. that i have predefined mm-hmm. and then the the patreon episodes are just a loosey-goosey quick <laughs> 55 minutes <laughs> yeah we spend all sunday like for 12 hours just talking about the monsters just to get the like primo content yes for mm-hmm. these episodes but yeah the yeah, yeah. loosey goosey 50 minutes yes when we really go all out and do our uh, Derek, Derek i didn't get that last punchline right can we run it back again let's uh mm. oh yeah there's there's lots of uh i have the clap boards here monster <laughs> hunters season one episode 34 
Uh, act three, discussion, take four. <laughs> take clack. Four. And we'll do it again. We try to do it as best we can to match what we oh, said yeah. previously. Um, but it's a Terry, lot of work. Terry and I try to ad lib. Derek's like, no, follow the script. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm calling the cut all the time. Cut, <laughs> cut, 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 cut. God mm-hmm. damn it, Keith. And then Keith talks about his eyes. And you were right in my eye line. And I was like, fuck mm-hmm. you and your eye line. Yep. Uh, but I've been, I was walking past set when Keith was trying to recite some stuff in the <laughs> yeah. almanac and it ruined everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Every almanac takes six hours. <laughs> the skuma. We're out. We literally we drive out to the beach and we like yeah because we, we want to get on set for these kind of things and yeah. yeah sail out in the middle and pretend it's like we're falling to the depths of hell. So much work. But the Patreon, Lucy Goosey. Oh God, yes. A lot of fun. We do whatever we want. Nothing mm-hmm. matters. The rigidity of the the normal week. It doesn't happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't change, so don't ask me. This, that's this right. is the way we do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, so that's that. Monsterhunters.com, Monster Hunters on all the socials, yeah. uh, patreon.com slash monsterhunters. Do that. Hit us up if you have your own review. We won't mock you like yeah. you did the eight out of ten Holy guy. Shit. Uh, yeah, if if you're eight out of ten on this one, let me know you're eight out of ten well, on this one. Ain't gonna lie, I'm kind of there. Like yeah, Terry's Oof. at eight out of ten. I'm mm. that for me. This is like a s- s- six, maybe not bad five for and a half. Keith, what's a, what's your score for this one? Five. F- oh, oh, five. Dang. Wow. He didn't even hesitate. No hesitation. On that. No. Wow. Because I, I liked about half the episode, so it's exactly that. Oh, well, there wow. you go. That's hmm. a way to. That's a one way to do it. For sure. Yeah. More accurate way to do it is the way I do it. Six, six, six. Five six. I don't know. Maybe. What's it based on? I don't really know. Mm. Um, <laughs> Keith is very. I like to have the episode five. <laughs> I like this. The, the rigidity of that is great. Yeah, it yes. makes a lot. It's, oh, yeah. anyway, we need to end this episode the way we end every episode, and mm, that okay. is with this. It's for everybody. It's for kids. It's for uh, adults. Uh, I've seen it about nine times now, and every time it's better than the last time. Cats, America's favorite family music. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gollin. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.